The Print Files, where we bring you the inside story on the printing industry by Print21, the people who know print. Well, g'day, folks, and welcome to this episode of The Print Files. I'm Grant McCarran, and I'm sitting in for Wayne Robinson to bring you part one of the Trends and Tech from PackPrint series. This series of episodes will focus on the new technology and trends that were observed at PackPrint in June 2022, and it's using some of the 34 interviews that were live-streamed from the exhibition floor. We start the episode with Wayne talking to Robert Molly, Sales Director at Kodak Australia, who talks about their new Sonora Extra process-free plates and their Ascend digital packaging press. Yeah, and perhaps, Rob, we can start by saying Kodak has been a huge company, been through a lot. What's its message to the printing industry here at this PackPrint show? I think the message to the PackPrint show is that uh, we are certainly here stronger and better than ever uh, as far as a company is concerned and also from the portfolio of products that we've still yeah. continued to develop even during the slumps that have been around recently through yeah. COVID. We've still gone to a lot of investment in the background uh, in, um, in developing new products that we think is still very, very relevant to the yeah. print industry. Um, that enables the print industry to evolve with the changing times. We're actually empowering print, um, and, and, okay. and as our slogan says, yeah. you know, help you create print that pays. Yeah. And that's what it's really about, is actually putting profit back into the print industry. Okay, that's good to hear. Um, uh, Rob, this morning, you uh, Kodak was given a Print21 hot pick for the uh, Sonata Extra Plate. I'm still dancing around over that one. Thank you very much, guys. It's <laughs> well, very nice. Well, perhaps you could tell us that plate is growing in, in importance to the Australian market, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a process-free plate. Absolutely. Yeah, look, we've uh, since 2005, we've been on a pretty committed path on making sure that we bring that transition to go process-free, try and do what we can by eliminating chemistry, water, out of the production environment. Um, It's been a long haul, certainly the early years with the early development. It was a slow step-by-step. But I have to admit, in the last three to five years, we have just made quantum leaps into the marketplace. And the beauty is now is that, as as it says on the brochure, is that, you know, it it can be virtually used for any print application. And that's where we are. We're in... We're in... uh, newsprint, we're in heat set web, we're in commercial sheet fed, we're in UV packaging, um, we're in metal decorating. So the plate is extremely robust. There's really not an application where somebody can't use it. Yeah, so the performance level is right up there from what you say. And what kind of numbers or what percentage of the market is using process free now? Well, in a market perspective, I mean, all of the guys have got process-free technology of, of some sort. But for us personally, it's now accounting here in Australia and New Zealand, it, it accounts for around about 70% plus of our total plate volume going to market. So it is the majority. The majority, and, that's fantastic to hear. Uh, absolutely. And do you foresee a day where it will be 100%? I have an ambition. <laughs> I have a real ambition yeah. at the moment. Our whole team has an ambition and we would like to get to that point. I'd like to think that by the end of 2023 that we will be 100% process-free Sonora only. I don't want to be going through the, uh, the pain and the cost of bringing in chemistry, mm-hmm. um, of our customers having to um, remove that chemistry out of their production cycle. So it's, it's one less evil that we can actually get, yeah. or one more evil that yeah. we can actually get out of the system. So my goal, and we seem to be 
working towards that at the moment is that I, I honestly believe that by the end of next year we will be very, very close to 100% process-free as far as our plates out there in the market. Well, that's great so, to hear. And uh, absolutely. It's, obviously it's manufacturers like Coda that are driving the greening of the print industry and driving oh. sustainability. Oh, yeah, we're very big on sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Very big on sustainability. Obviously, the, the uh, Sonora Extra is for the offset market, but Kodak, of course, is very big in the digital world, uh, digital yes. print world. Yes. Uh, you've had the, the Next Press for a long time. Uh, and I understand that you're launching a new press, the Ascend Digital Packaging Press. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's, it's a very, very new product. It's only yeah. been uh, launched a couple of weeks ago at the yeah. start of this month. So uh, I'm still feeling my way around with yeah. regards to the capabilities of the press. But from a high-level standpoint, it really is taking uh, the EP print um, electrophotostatic, yeah. uh, the dry ink component uh, into that next level with regards to signage and packaging. So it's really designed. It's got it's got a lot of the next press smarts yeah. and technology associated with laying down uh, the colours. Yeah. But the beauty is is that will also incorporate a single pass foiling. So okay. you know where it's previously a two step process, yeah. Yeah. we've got it rolled into okay. one, um, and it's really designed for the thick substrates, yeah. large sheet. Um, and as I said, a uh, single pass with foiling as well. So I think that's got some real, real benefit in yeah. the market that we've got at Great the moment. Great to say, presumably for the short run on demand market. Absolutely. Which is the big growing Absolutely. market. Absolutely. You know, the boutique yeah. packaging, the bespoke packaging, yeah. and of course, uh, signage, retail signage. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of applications. Okay. And, and do you know when we'll be able to see it in Australia? That's uh, that's the million dollar question okay. at the moment. It's, it has just been launched in the US. Yeah. Uh, we had a very big open house in Dayton a couple of weeks ago, uh, along with the Ascend and, and other presses. Look, uh, we're still working our way through it. Yeah. I would like to think that that press would become available once they've established the okay. certainly the US yeah. market initially. They'll open yeah. it up to an, other regions, but we're already starting to yeah. gear up for it now. Okay, fantastic. Well, it's so great to see a company like Kodak spending, as you said in your introduction, Huge amounts of money on R&D, on technological Absolutely. development for the print industry. Part of that, of course, is the Prosper Press that you guys have had for a long time. Yes. And uh, Print21 reported a couple of weeks ago, there's a new version of Prosper, 7000 Turbo. Yes. Which presumably, if it says does what it, it says on it, the box, it, it is does a, what is it says on the high box. speed. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we're talking about up to 410 meters per minute. So uh, if you consider that the... Prosper 6000 was a 300 meter per minute press. Okay. We're now up to 410, still yeah. printing at similar resolutions. Yeah. Um, so it, it's actually around about 35% faster than anything else out there in the inkjet market space yeah. at the moment. So I would like to think that down the track, that is the perfect press. If you look at newsprint, if you look at catalog work that is starting to condense in run length yeah and you hear the stories from the printers about you know a thousand copies of newspapers and there's 600 waste yeah. before they you know make ready and waste before they get to that thousand the beauty is it's digital it's a changeover yeah. of one yeah so at speed short run yeah. converted across to digital i think yeah. there's there's definitely going to be a good spot for that in the marketplace so, yeah. so you think that time will come where the australian market which is a relatively small market in global terms compared with germany america japan will embrace that kind of high-speed inkjet technology i'd like to think so i yeah. still like to think that there are some opportunities here for you know some of the larger players definitely to have a look at it it's a hungry beast you know we're yeah. talking about you know 50 100 million impression per month uh, uh cycles yeah uh, so you're talking about um very robust high productivity yeah 
but once again, it's it's the capability of, of banking up all that short run work yeah. and then just turning it through yeah. uh, with a changeover, as I said, of one. So all of that waste goes yeah. away. And I think when you look at the cost of paper at the moment, how it's skyrocketed, yeah. every bit of startup waste and even at the end of the print run, as they wind down and yeah. they have to change reels, yeah. all that sort of stuff, it, it, it adds up. And I think there's going to be a pretty good business case for it down the there's track. There's certainly some compelling logic in there now. I mean, no one can argue with that. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a vision, <laughs> good as you, the Rob. company does. <laughs> this next segment is Wayne's discussion with Trevor Crowley, Sales General Manager at Zycon, about their new inkjet printer that they had at the event. So we're um, we're displaying the uh, the PX thirty three hundred, yep. which is our generation two uh, inkjet okay. machine. It's it's a, our label centric yeah. machine. Um, um, but of course, we're here talking to everybody about uh, everything that we've got in our uh, digital offering for um, for, for uh, print production, and that's uh, everything from labels all the way through to our yeah. corrugated board solution, and, and realistically everything in between. So yeah, because when Zycon started off, obviously it was a electrophotography, wasn't it? Toner based, but correct, toner based. But the, the PX. Panther 3300 that you've got on the booth is inkjet. Correct, yeah. So we saw, what, maybe five years ago, we saw a, a need um, yeah. where obviously the inkjet has gained a lot of traction in the marketplace yeah. and, and the development of that technology has certainly come along. But yeah. we also had uh, existing customers that had were breaking into new market segments yeah. and required a, a solution that gave them you know, not only durability but also, in some cases, a higher press speed. So inkjet was the, the natural solution. So instead of, I suppose, we looked at it as, as, as I suppose, instead of, uh, watching opportunity slip away from us, we then got into the inkjet market as yeah. well and offered that as a solution that sits, yeah. you know, parallel to what we do uh, yeah. offer around our, our core business, which yeah. is the dry toner. Okay, and it's, uh, I guess it's different applications, isn't it? The, the inkjet oh, certainly. Look, in the label space, there's certainly a crossover point um, where you can, you know, there's work that you can do either toner or inkjet yeah. um, or UV inkjet, but certainly there's some characteristics in both of those yeah. technologies that really you know, have make them quite unique in, yeah. in those areas. Yeah. So if you were looking at something, yeah. say, for um, specifically for durable yeah. labels, you know, agricultural chemical, car batteries, yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. that's certainly a UV okay. uh, inkjet application. Yeah. And then on the other side, if you say you were printing uh, premium wine labels on textured stocks, etc., yeah. that is something you'd only be looking to do in a, a you know, okay. dry toner really excels okay. in that space. Okay, fantastic. And also with inkjet, you've got... You're talking about the corrugated inkjet printers, are you? Correct. The Adira. Correct, yes. Yeah. So uh, over the course of the last 12 months, and obviously yeah. with our partnership now that we're um, we're part of the Flint Group, there's a, certainly been an opportunity there for us to yeah. to broaden what we offer yeah. uh, into that corrugated board space. There's yeah. certainly a, a require for that market yeah. to be digitised, um, especially like the pre-print market. So um, partnering up with um, with the Flint business, um, obviously the ability where they're already talking to people in that space, yeah. those customers that they had were certainly looking at a di- requiring a digital yeah. solution. So it's just a natural fit where we yeah. started that process of going well let's use our well experience in digital dating all the way back to the early 90s um, and then start offering solutions and building a solution for the for the corrugated board space okay terrific and of course in in many applications the print engine is just part of the part of the equation isn't it correct when when we look at areas like pouch making for instance which is a big growth area you you're kind of got full solutions yeah so we we can so as i say to a number of people when we talk to them is that realistically what we do inside the zycon box is not that dissimilar whether you're doing labels pouches, graphic yeah. arts, point of sale, yeah. um, even book printing. Yeah, the, I suppose the only real difference in that is that we offer a simplex and a duplex machine. Yeah. 
it's really what happens once it comes out of the machine. Yeah. So for us, it's about talking to the customers to say, you know, what markets are you wanting to address? Yeah. Um, what kind of finishing or embellishing are you yeah. looking to achieve? And, and then seeing how we can customise and add those um, finishing requirements to what we're able to produce out of the Zycon engines. Yeah, okay, which is terrific. So if I'm a print business looking to enter into new markets, whatever that might be, yes. labels, pouch making, you can advise and consult on a whole system, end-to-end system, basically. Yeah, yeah. as an example, recently, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've got an installation going in the region where that customer will be doing heat transfer labels, so okay. he's doing that roll-to-roll, yeah. yeah. but he also has a requirement that he wants to run and go roll-to-sheet for yeah. lightweight board. Yeah. So, same engine, okay. um, and, and using the same the same print technology, yeah. but all it is is that we're changing what we're doing with um, the product when it comes out of the yeah. Zycon engine, and running either roll-to-roll or roll-to-sheet. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Next up is my discussion with Mark Vella, Head of Marketing and Strategy at Kyocera, who introduces their new Task Alpha Pro 15000C inkjet, then discusses the company's transition into production printers. What kind of products have you got here on the sh- on the stand? Yep, uh, we've only got our, our one production so device. just the one. Yep, yep. the big uh, one. The big one, yeah, which is the Task Alpha uh, Pro 15000C. Um, and it's our first entry in, into production. We, ha- we have some more products coming online, but this is our first one. Um, the interesting about the product is it's cut sheet, uh, but we, we use an inkjet head, uh, which is uh, not, not common in cut sheet business. Um, and the other interesting part is that... Um, other vendors have used our inkjet uh, for a number of years now, big vendors. Um, so it, for us, it was nice to be able to bring our own product to the market. You know, uh, Kyocera technology is all around us. Uh, mm. You know, we're, we're, uh, In the phones we use, in the cars we drive, a lot of our paint technology is there. So this is another one we're bringing to, you know, to the forefront to have a product. Yeah, so it's, it's great. Very Excellent. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, you know, coming out of business print, going into, into production print mm. and so on, but... I was like, do you make that big leap and everything? But you've already been doing it because you've got your products inside other products. So That's right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so are you able to talk a bit about what's gone into the transition to get into um, production print? It's- yeah, um, look, it's it's really was the, uh, uh, the R&D and development of that print head and, and seeing, you know, the power of that and, and you know, for the big, big vendors in, in the production space to put their trust in it. You know, it was really kind of stamp of approval for us to say, you know, and us greedy people working for Kyocera are saying, well, why can't we have a, we have a device of our own, you know? And, and I guess it's easy to, to bring a device to the market, but we need to have a point of difference. You know, it's, it's an extremely mature market production. Um, but what we figured is that, uh, the space we're going into, um, yes, it's mature, but at the moment, probably only 20% of it's digital. Yep. So we've still got 80% of the market where we've got a fair bit of potential there. So that, 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 that's the angle we're coming in, yeah. Okay. And the other companies that are using your print engine and so on, they're not in that market? No. We're not yeah. direct competitive to them yeah. at all. Because yeah. yeah. that's always fun. Here, use our product. Yeah. Now we'll come in and compete. Yeah. yeah. No, it hasn't been. It's not like that. <laughs> in, in many uh, many sites, you know, we, we, we'd be, uh, we can complement. The, mm-hmm. the, the uh, basic uh, uh, products they have there already, um, but but add some value add in regards to uh, running cost savings for sure, yep. um, energy saving. You know, our, our device doesn't use three phase electricity. Plug same plug that you use to plug wow. the toaster in, because okay. uh, we don't need we don't need the big. Uh, a lot of heat, you know. There's no heat oh, fusion yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything like that. So we have a bit of heat at the end there just to make sure it dries, but nowhere near the uh, energy consumption of some of the big devices. Yeah, yeah. that is pretty amazing because pretty much most of the large print devices here are all direct into three phase. That's right. Yeah, and um, 
And when we found that out, I, felt, I thought, oh, that's really interesting. But now the way energy costs are going, it's becoming more of an interest factor for people coming to look at the product. Yeah. Because everyone's thinking, well, you know, energy's not going down, it's going up. And, yeah. you know, if I can save on that, when they're running so many devices, um, it's been a key talking point. To wrap up this episode, we have my chat with Ender Kavanagh, sales manager for Asia Pacific at XMPi, who discusses the importance of open systems and XMPi's integration with other applications. One of the, the XMPi's strengths is the back end is completely open with very strong capable APIs and the new, the new REST APIs allow us to integrate into existing ecosystems. You know, so a customer may have another e-commerce system, mm-hmm. but it's not capable of doing dynamic content. So we can put an XMPi server behind an existing ecosystem and link into there, no problem. And the other side then is people want to know about more, more about MIS systems. Yep. Now, XMPi doesn't want to be an MIS system because MIS means so many different things to different people. Yeah. So we look at the different MIS vendors here and we can integrate into all of them, you know, in some shape or form. And then as the job is passed around through the factory with the MIS system, once it's sort of delivered or ready for shipping or whatever, we can send a message back to the XMI experience so the user who's ordered it knows the status. Mm-hmm. It could also be that you want to link into a digital asset management system or a procurement system. So if you're a commercial printer and you're, say, dealing with a large enterprise organization yeah. and they've got some sort of procurement system, so XMPI has to link into the procurement system to get the assets from that enterprise and then manufacture them in the commercial printer, which is somewhere else, you know? Yeah. And even in the implant space, we're seeing certain ideas where, I mean, there's not so many implants in the, in the industry these days, but for the ones that are there, they want, especially with staff working from home now in COVID, mm. they want to be able to go online to an intranet marketing portal all of the latest content from brands and marketing and their organization, and then upload a spreadsheet of their clients and let the system take care of itself, yep. you know? Yep. So physical print or a digital print or an interactive PDF, yep. it doesn't matter, it can do them all, yeah? yeah? But that's where the industry is at, and that's where I think one of the strengths we have is being able to have an open architecture, mm. you know? You think of another example, say, I'm going online to buy something. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody on the planet who has the internet will get the same experience. So with our scenario, we call it like XMPL or XMPI's version of HTML or 2G, second generation. I can start engaging with you there and then. Yeah. So the next time you go back to this website, it's going to say, welcome back, Grant. Yeah. Are you still interested in that product you looked at last Thursday? Yeah. Do you want to Give repeat it? an email that? address yeah. and a postcode. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you get some geodata marketing saying, well, Grant, I know you live in this postcode. Here's the nearest store. Here's 10% off and come in on Thursday for your VIP night. <laughs> like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah no, it's, <laughs> you it's, 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 it's engaging with your, with your yeah. um, customer base That's and value adding for them and yeah. making them feel like and they're slightly more special. It is. And yeah. it just helps printers yeah. get more out of their existing customer base. Yeah. You know, and now, of course, we've gone into um, personalized video. So we have native, native plugins for Adobe After Effects. Oh, so right. So we can create a highly emotionally charged video yep. as a thank you. Let's say you donated $100 to UNICEF. Yep. And we want to say thank you, Grant, for sponsoring this family. Yep. 
So we can create all of that. You get it. Now, because it's video and you, lo you love to see your name in video, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the agencies and the creative people tell us the, 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 the potential for you to share that video socially is 13-fold yeah. yeah. as opposed to a traditional print space. Yep. So all of a sudden, you as a loyal charitable man for UNICEF is doing the push marketing for the brand. Yeah. Yep. You know? There yeah, was many, yeah. many statistics ago, years ago, that you know the average age in a database for charities is 57. Okay. So, how do you future-proof the database? Yeah, get the younger ones involved. Get the younger ones, the kids, the families, yeah. the in-laws, the outlaws, all that type of stuff, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. it's coming up with ideas and sharing them. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's the idea. Cool. Now, uh, that sounds like you're doing a little bit of partnership work there with... Um, you know, you mentioned some of the others that you can plug into. You, you got your clients that you're working with and building all these. So, have you got specific uh, drives these days for part building partnerships? Uh, uh, look, I think if I look at say um, MIS as an example, okay. Yeah. So we, we 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 talk to Print IQ. We can talk to um, um, Quote and Print. Mm -hmm. We talk to other MIS vendors overseas. And that tends to be the, 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 the when, 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 when an organization is trying to, you know, revolutionize what it is that they do, is the MIS the key or is the web to print and going online? It's, mm. it's like a chicken or an egg story, <laughs> right? It really is. Yeah. Um, but then I have other partnerships that we build because they complement what we do, yep. but we don't necessarily do it. Yeah. So I started talking to our neighbors. We're at B40 at Packprint, so our neighbors is a, is a company called Dflow. And they're very strong in integration of back end with printing and pre-press utilities and that type of thing. So it's a compliment. Yeah. You know, it's not what we do and what they do, what we do is not what they do. Yeah. But there's a need for both brands to be involved. Yeah. So I started an early, an early conversation with those guys. Yep. You know? Which brings us back, of course, to the open systems. If you've got an open That's architecture, it. you can plug you know, into each other. Obviously, Fuji are one of our largest yeah. value-added resellers and channel partners. Yep. You know, and that's, that's that's fantastic. Have been since 2008. Mm -hmm. um, label and packaging drove us to have a very strong relationship with HP. Okay. So now we have a sync into PrintOS. Mm -hmm. So I can go online. I can order and edit and create. It ends up in print OS. You know, we, we like to use the term the connected factory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's in there and it takes care of itself. So it's it's really looking at what else can we, who else can we play with and who else, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, really expanding you know? the network. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. you know. Well, that's it for part one of the Trends and Tech from PackPrint series. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed its contents and as ever, we value your feedback. We'll be bringing you part two in the near future, but for now, this is Grant McCarran saying goodbye and have a great day. The Print Files podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Print 21, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Print 21, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact Print21 via their website, that's print21.com.au, or send an email to editor at print21.com.au. You can subscribe to The Print Files via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on the printing industry at print21.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.